0: Know how many times i've said this to my friend sean but occasionally you pick like this brilliant song to kick off the show and you're like no we should start the song with that whole four minute song but that's <laughs> not the way the game works kasabian right there brilliant british band that um well our guest today said you know normally we don't bring up our guest in the first segment but i would like to bring him up momentarily if we can martin devaney is going to be talking to us today martin you said that one time in a moment of largesse that a very popular worldwide rock star said good things about that particular band
1: yeah i seem to remember noel gallagher bringing them up uh, in a charitable moment for someone who's known for talking shit about so many bands <laughs> he actually... all of the bands
0: including up to yeah. and including his own brother
1: <laughs> right yeah him the the reel of uh him talking about Oasis videos is hilarious. Wow, <laughs> but, okay well
2: I, we'll catch up, up yeah. very shortly.
0: But Kasabian, I love that band, but they it's so weird who crosses over here and who does not cross over here. And then you hear someone like Liam is actually a very charitable guy. I've interviewed him a handful of times. Oh, really? I've only talked to Noel one time and Noel Noel's a very guarded individual. Will you settle that? My cats are on fire today. I don't know if Mercury's oh. in retrograde or the moon is in the seventh house. I don't know what's happening, so I apologize. My name is Brian Oak. My friend is Sean Bernard. We're going to be talking to Martin very shortly here. It's episode, which episode? 295. That's not pop. Will you settle down? You have food and water. But apparently life is difficult for every form of life, including my gosh they really are they're on fire today yes they are you're gonna be okay anyway it, it is the brian oak show podcast thanks everyone for tuning in we're not in the smart start mn studios again today because i'm at the very tail end of being sick but i just don't feel and i'm sure i'm no longer contagious but this one hung on for a long time this one hung on longer longer than covid by a matter can i help you come here come here
3: Oh, this see.
0: Bag. Now
3: what's that right. what's that cat's name?
0: This is Lily right here. And Lily oh, Lily, the, okay. Lily is the least okay. Now oh that's too much. All right. Well anyway, it's not important. Um the um the Smart Start MN Studios we are not in today. We'll be back in again next week. I just wanted to do one more by Zoom, which is my least favorite way to do these, but I'm just trying to play it safe and like there's enough of it going around and everyone i know has had the crud and i'm trying to keep the crud from going around i feel like i'm on the tail end of it but one never really truly knows before we move forward sean how are you doing today i'm doing well
3: i was just uh i was just reminded of the band that martin and i were in the cover band the 80s cover band that we had for a while
0: and what was it called
3: it was called men without cats
0: True. I like that dog. <laughs> I like
3: it that's just true
0: <laughs> well I mean but I happen to have three of them so I'm not one of those men and I actually I have not been without cats since I've been a grown adult male and I love it but cats are not like dogs dogs are wonderful but dogs are also wildly like all they want to do is have their nose in your face all the time cats sometimes want that Unfortunately, sometimes at 3 in the morning, Um, but it's, it's a very, very different way of life, and to each their own, because I believe in a world where all things are possible, up to and including people at Smart Start MN supporting and, you know, both... Philosophically and financially, since before we did our first episode, and here we are at episode two hundred and ninety-five. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? It means you drink and drive, you will lose your license. That's the the end all be all. However, they were there at the beginning of the ignition interlock. They worked with the legislature to make this happen. You can get your license back sooner than you expect. In fact, the state has to let you have it back if you abide by the rules again this the social code right i mean like you there are certain things you have to do you drank and drive you lost your license now play by the rules and you can get back in your car but it does take a little bit of effort but here's the great thing sean and the thing that's blown my mind since we started doing this it costs so much less than virtually everything that'll be part of your dui where do people go to find out more
3: Go to smartstartmn.com slash The Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock.
0: So we're about to talk to Martin Devaney, who is busy, active, as many artists are. In fact, I was looking at the concert calendar for the year ahead. Someone at work yesterday, I was in a sales meeting, and they told me Minneapolis Ah. is ticket cash poor right now because between Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift and... 55 other artists who have announced these these tours there's not enough ticket money to go around and people are starting to have to make the hard choices so just something to think about if you're looking to save some money Just make sure you do so and talk to our friends at SmartStartMN.com slash The Brian Oaks Show. Yesterday, the nominees came out for the 2023 Rock Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame. I know a lot of people don't give a shit about the Rock Hall. Other people are very invested and are very mad that their favorite band's never been invited. But there's a good list right here. Not only five of them will get in, but... I'm not mad about any of these choices. I know a lot of people are like the rock hall is supposed to be rock and roll. No, no hip-hop, no country. This is a rock and roll. F off. It's a pop culture hall of fame, all right? So when we look at the list right here, Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Missy Elliott, Joy Division slash New Order, that one's a little weird for me. Cindy Lauper, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, the Spinners. Who should have been in? What thirty-five years ago? Yeah, a tribe called Quest, The White Stripes, and Warren Zevon. Now, th- the only rule about getting in is you have to have had your first single out twenty-five years ago. That's fine, you know. Like so, we're recognizing greatness and the legacy of American music. It's surprising to me, though, just how much pushback there is and how much weirdness there is. Like, I don't care about the hip-hop part. I don't care about the country part. If they're important, they're important. If people love them, they love them, and they're part of the fabric of who and how and why and what we are. And that's, to me, that's that that's the bottom line right there. This band right here, I don't pretend to be a deep metalhead. In fact, much metal, you know, if you start to go into Wasp, Y&T, Accept, <laughs> It's not my jam at all. I, I just, I, 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 I never, I never wore a leather vest. I've, I've, I just never have. But there's a one band that was bur- virtually all leather vests that I love so dearly, and they're up for a nomination this year, and I kind of hope they win because as much as I don't mind other forms of music being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I do like it when proper rock and roll is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The British heavy metal band Iron Maiden. To the point where lead singer Bruce Dickinson not only got his pilot's license, he's not driving Cessnas, he has enough hours under his belt that he can drive a proper 747. Iron Maiden has their own proper jumbo jet that they fly to South America with on the regular because they play in front of crowds of a quarter of a million people. There are a couple of great online documentaries that you can watch about Iron Maiden that are sort of mind boggling, but I just wanted to hear one Iron Maiden song before we check in. With a slightly more demure local singer songwriter, Martin Devaney, who's up next. But in the meantime, a little Iron Maiden run to the hills on The Brian Oak Show. You know, I didn't think that hearing <laughs> that song on this show would be that important to me, but that was exhilarating. After the Thursday <laughs> I've had so far and the Thursday still to come, that was a glorious moment right there. So thank you for your indulgence. and thank. I have a checking. question. Yeah.
3: Does Tenacious D do a cover of that song?
0: <laughs> so they don't do a cover of that song, but they have their own song. Uh, and I can't remember the name of it. It was in The Pick of Destiny, but that whole... During the, the bridge right there where he goes, oh, <laughs> they do perhaps the greatest, I wanted to call it a parody, but I feel like it, more be, it might be more of a tribute to that moment than yeah. anyone I've ever heard. But obviously, Tenacious T has been informed, at least in some small part, by Iron Maid. It is The Brian Oak Show, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Brian, that's Sean right over there. And our guest today is Martin Devaney, and I'm sorry we're not in... Inst- to you, Martin, and we're doing this by Zoom. I just—I'm trying to be—I'm erring to the side of caution these days. But I hope you're well. How are you, Martin?
1: Yeah, pretty good.
0: Thanks. All right, for, good. Uh, yeah. Well, I just—you know—like I don't want to. You never know when you're going to infect someone and be patient zero, and you don't want to be that guy. Go- maybe <laughs> I—maybe I have the new. You know, uh Omega variant of monkey pox and that's that's not what I want for anyone else. Um, how has the winter cause we we've talked on the regular, you've been on the show before, but we haven't talked <laughs> in a while. How has the winter treated you? It's been long so far. But yeah.
1: uh, you know, I'm upright trudging through. It's uh you know, like you said, staying busy is kind of the key, I think. Um even though I've been, yeah, kinda of drawn to be back home a little bit more. It's it's we're getting
0: through it. All right. Very good. Yeah. So your band, I mean, you've been playing music forever. We've talked enough before that we're not going back to the, to the you know, the baseline. Um, your current iteration of what you do is called Folios. I guess let me ask you about that right there. Uh, yeah. Even though we may have talked about it before, let's pick it up from there. Where did Folios start? Why is Folios your latest expression?
1: Yeah, um, it was just, I mean, it started as a, you know, pandemic prop project uh, and began as like a series of demos I was making at home for you know ostensibly my next record and then as we were going through quarantine and getting further out from actually like being in a studio with other musicians um, I kind of was encouraged to do something with those so I built upon them made a record and decided coming out of that and kind of in a new space personally like I wanted to be in a band again um and to kind of have an aesthetic separation from you know my career so far uh so can
0: i ask you about that real quick and not to interrupt you but when you talk about an aesthetic separation obviously as an artist you always want to feel i suppose like we all do no matter what you do for a living or no matter who you are you want to feel like you're moving forward. But artists are particularly mercurial in that way. When you talk about an aesthetic difference, what were you looking for? And maybe, maybe you haven't articulated perfectly yet. But I mean, obviously, there was a there was a motivation, as you just you just articulated. What were you trying to do differently that you hadn't done before?
1: I think I was kind of giving into a more natural narrative style of songwriting. That, in one for one thing, um, that I. I was more inclined to write that way as a younger person. And then I think I kind of followed this path of the kind of, you know, traditional singer-songwriter sort of thing. Um, But I wanted to do something in a band setting where, nevertheless, I'm still the main songwriter. And in fact, the first record is truly a solo effort in that I record all the parts and stuff at home out of necessity, but um, kind of looking for that camaraderie and. Ideas bouncing off other people, and kind of leaning toward the pop side of my brain. Um, but I kind of have joked that it's that it's low meets lemon heads. So there's like the the ballads, and then the stormy pop songs, which the- which
0: I like. Now wanting to have camaraderie, especially coming out of the few last few years we've all had, that yeah. makes perfect sense to me. Also, being able to bounce off other people, like I've done. You know being a radio guy for so many years i've done lots of years solo and i've always enjoyed the years where i work with someone even more even if we don't get along every day it's more fun for me to bounce off someone than than do it by myself but it it i'm not going to say it dilutes the message you're trying to bring but it does mean that if you're willing to welcome those people in that occasionally you're going to butt heads that's still worth the effort of being with other people
1: yeah i think there's a maybe a false sense of democracy (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) you know said the benign dictator (laughs) no i'm I'm pretty agreeable i think (laughs) anyone will tell
4: you
1: but um i was looking at it more in the sense of like um you know a songwriter project that's not someone's name i think as i got Further down the line, and kind of thought about the you know wreckage I left behind me, and getting into you know a couple of years of not drinking and and all that, um, I wanted to start over. I didn't you know coming out you know we came out of the pandemic, we came out of no shows for a year, and I saw an opportunity to to kind of start over and and sort of repay
0: my dues in a way. Um, who are you and, and repaying? Honestly, who, who are you repaying those dues to? Like what dues do you feel like you have to repay?
1: Um, I think, and the further along I I live and have time to think about this, um, I wonder if I shouldn't have started a band from the beginning, because I'm kind of doing the opposite thing. Most people have bands (laughs) and then somebody makes a solo record, right?
2: Yeah. I'm
1: kind of converting that, um, in a way. And I think there's like, I feel a sense to make up for lost time in a lot of ways in that I spent... I wasted a lot of my years, a lot of good years, um, giving into parts of the music, I don't know, not business, but music lifestyle that um, weren't crystallizing
0: a creative pursuit in a way that I know I'm capable of. And, But again, and I hate to keep interrupting, but you keep saying these very interesting things. (laughs) When you talk about wasting years, um, isn't that part of being young I mean like it's not wasting the years but you Mm -hmm. take for granted the time you have and the situation that you're in and the space that you occupy so yes in retrospect it may seem like wasting what now seems like terribly valuable time right but but I don't feel like if you've gotten to a point where you're happy now and where you're learning the things you want and articulating yourself in the way that you feel is valuable it's not entirely wasted. You just, you wish you could have been better spent, but I feel like there's nobody who's young that isn't wasting a tremendous amount of valuable time, unless they're Elon Musk or some fucking super weirdo, you know, like, like, but, but I mean, it's, it's, it's part of, it's part of the aging process. It's part of the growth of being an artist. Right.
1: So, so the cliche goes, right. Youth is wasted on the young. Right. Um, I, th- I think also, I just come from a certain era that's like, as as, as the way that people consume music has changed over the years, like, mm-hmm. I s- I've seen a couple different eras now. And I just, I also realized I was very fortunate, starting out very young, to have some success early. And, you know, a young, straight, white male of middle class background has a lot of advantages right out of the gate, right? And... I had some early successes that made me, in hindsight, a little bit, um, I think in my mind, entitled to a career or or, or always to have this success um, because that's how it started out and I just saw that exponentially growing. And it did to a point, and I had an old label I ran. All of this to say that I did some good work in that time, but um, and I'm proud of the records I made and I'm proud of the people I've worked with. But I also look back and think that I wasted some potential, and um, oh, and uh <laughs> sorry, got sidetracked. There. Um,
0: was there I something kind of on your it, floor? Was it would yeah, be, like is a wild animal in your house?
1: Yeah, well, I saw my dog run by, and then I thought I saw a mouse, but I don't, I don't think
0: <laughs> so. Either. That no, that's I, wild right there. We're going to do a very quick aside because I was home for the last week, sick as a dog, and. Somehow, through the largesse of another person, I'm not going to go into it, got myself a PS5 and a copy Uh of Remastered Dead Space, which is my second favorite game of all time. And I was playing it one night. It's a very scary game. Jump scares and crazy noises. It is a space horror fiction game. And I was sitting there playing in the dark. And I've been very sober for a long time, and perhaps it was just a trick of the mind or a trick of the light, or I was hallucinating because I'm have a brain tumor i don't know the answer and i'm not trying to be insensitive but i swear to god i saw not one but two mice that night oh. and they just kind of pop by and run by and i, I have three cats in this house kill the fucking mice <laughs> kill right. the fucking mice let me ask you this about folios real quick yeah because i want to talk to sean about his work at a realty before we get into the first folio song when you decided, you know what, I want to get back into the band aesthetic, I want to be part of a collective, because I think that's a very conscious decision. That's almost like starting to date somebody or possibly even getting married, being a part of a collective, even if you are the benign dictator, you still have a thing to deal with. And it's going to be way bigger than just cranking out some songs on your four track. Right. What would you say? Is the defining, and again, this is a lot, and you don't have to, you don't have to nail it perfectly. But I'm curious, right. when you decided to make this move, what's the defining philosophy, at least where you were first coming from, of doing the band and folios in general? what What are you trying to do? Um, I'm trying
1: to, like, you know, I kind of referred to like wanting to kind of start over in a way, and I think some of that was not. Um, not expecting that I have an audience, you know, like not not being too ex- you know t- expectant of of uh, an audience that may or may not be there at this point. Especially coming out of the pandemic, and as long as I've been doing this, and I thought about like when I was coming up in my early twenties, who are the the musicians around town that were about twenty years older than me that I saw doing it right, and I remember that some of them were we're bouncing between projects and things and and this felt like a good time to do something like that. Start new, Get out there, play shows with new bands, meet some younger musicians, kind of have my finger on the pulse. I mean, I feel like I do pretty well anyway, but I think having this new band, not only get, does it give me something different to talk about, but also put me back in touch with playing with some people that I haven't played with in a long time that I used to a long time ago. Um, And so surrounding myself with some trusted friends and musicians and getting back into this and getting into a sound and a type of writing that I've always been inclined to write. If I'm not thinking about outside influences or a perceived audience. Um, And so all the tunes that I've been writing for this project kind of go over here in in one pile. And I know just there's something about them that's right for this style, you know? Um, And, and then when I'm, when I have other stuff come up, different types of songs, maybe anything leaning like in the Americana world, that kind of gets booked up for something else, whether that's a, an acoustic record or solo record down the line. Um, so with this, I kind of want—I I wanted to make a bunch of tunes that are the kind of stuff I like to listen to um, and give to some of the melodic tendencies that occur every now and then. So it was really just a way to like, compartmentalize
0: a type of song that i'm inclined to write i think so you know i was going to talk to sean right here but sean do you mind if we wait until the other side no let's play the
3: song yeah let's play the
0: song i mean because i I like the way that artists describe themselves and what i also love is the eternal struggle right because whether you're a musician an accountant someone who works in retail a stay-at-home you know parent whatever the case may be the eternal struggle It's literally from the moment you're aware until the moment you go back to sleep. And so it's fun to see how it plays out. Give me your best 20 seconds on this song we're about to hear by Folios.
1: Uh, I wrote this accidentally while trying to install a radio in my car that (laughs) my brother had given me so I could play cassettes in the car. (laughs) And the chorus hit me and I plugged in some random lines I had and that was the tune. It was all about kind of the hook of it. And, uh, and a standpoint of uh, looking back.
5: It's the great frustration as the time for tempting fate
0: You know what I like? I like the fucking rock and roll. I do. I've, I've, liked it, I've liked it since I was a little kid. The first time right. I heard it, I'm like, there's something happening here. And then you start to get exposed to it. And then you start to get exposed to, to me, there's this brilliant combination sublimation of rock and roll and clever lyricism and you martin are right there at ground zero man nice work <laughs> i like that very much Thank you. we're, we're going to talk more about you and the work you do and the other things you have going on in a moment but first i want to check in with sean real quick sean you in addition to being the producer and the co-owner of one of the most celebrated <laughs> critically acclaimed podcasts of the upper midwest are a realtor for a dyno realty um it's been cold lately and it's mild right now but the winds are picking up and tonight it's supposed to go negative 15 fahrenheit base air temperature possibly negative 30 to 35 wind chills depending on where you are that's just here in the metro i can't imagine up north this time of year what's realty like
3: well i mean crazy days like today and tomorrow you're not going to see a lot of showings it just doesn't happen no are Uh, you sure yet my grandmother used to say don't wish your days away because i would tell her how much i disliked winter and how i would hold myself and look out the window and just say when Will spring come for God's sake <laughs> but it'll be uh, I think mid to upper 30s next week and Minnesota this weekend is... it's
0: supposed to be gorgeous yeah. I mean well relatively speaking for February gorgeous
3: but people go uh when it gets above freezing and they start skipping down the somewhat icy sidewalks and and start enjoying their lives and they start thinking about where they want to live and what they want to do with themselves and so Um, I've got some listings that are coming up here in a couple of weeks. I've got a couple moving up here from Georgia and things are starting to happen. So, If you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell this year, I love to work with people in advance so we can talk about what they need to do with their home uh, to get it ready for market. I'm going to digitally measure a home tonight. Um, What we're supposed to do in real estate is actually re-measure every home, which I do. But oftentimes people copy and paste over from the last listing. So I go in and digitally measure every single room, every closet, every space to make sure that we have accurate uh, room sizes and that sort of thing. Um, So that's just because I like to nerd it up. But the last home that I sold, we found uh, 347 square feet that hadn't been accounted for. And the other people had just copied and pasted the last four times the home was listed. So anyway, not to get too nerdy and too deep into the woods there, but if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, and I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or band, including people like the unofficial mayor of St. Paul, Martin Devaney.
0: Well, you say unofficial, and although he has not won the popular vote, I still think that there have been some dangling chads, and I prefer to go with him as the mayor of St. Paul. Martin Devaney is our guest today. Martin, when you talk about running a label, it's one thing to be a singer-songwriter and a gigging musician, and there's so much work involved with that. I feel like it's a special sort of mania or madness to want to be a label guy. What's the name of your label?
1: Uh, these days it's called Pig's Eye Records, um, all right. And it's a little bit less operational as of a label than my old label, Eclectone, in
0: right. terms
1: of how you think of a traditional record label. But um, if nothing else, it's a you know an expanded vanity imprint that allows me to <laughs> uh, you know throw events and and hopefully plug other people's music and get my stuff out. And I've helped promote some other people's records through it. Um, I have ideas for doing a compilation of local bands. It's it's really just a, we need a way to keep visibility on local music uh, high and, and in people's minds. And so just trying to be another voice in that.
0: Well, see, but now that's not a thing, that's not a philosophy that everyone embraces. I mean, you do, and many people <laughs> do, and we all know many people do, Sean and I do. I mean, that's sort of the nature of this podcast is you know, uh-huh. we don't mind talking to locally, regionally, nationally, internationally acclaimed artists and bands, but this is where we're all from. This is our home. And so we like to promote this as obviously you do as well. So, but it's still, it requires, here's the thing is like, if you decide you're going to do a label, it's no longer just about going out to a rock show or writing a great song or getting into the studio and, and and cutting a sweet jam. Now there's paperwork and there's phone calls and there's administration and there's follow-up. That's not the fun part of the business, but clearly still important enough to you that it's something you're still willing to pursue?
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe not to such a great degree or as much as I used to. <laughs> I mean, but that's an energy thing. That's a time thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, um, but yeah, I believe, I still believe in that, you know, like as it is, I, I book, uh, one show a month at the white squirrel in St. Paul, little, little music bar in West Seventh mm-hmm. um, every third, Thursday is my like pig's eye records present night. And, uh, that's just, you know, three local acts, usually two or three local acts, um, once a month that I just kind of curate and promote. Um, just in a little way to have like some influence at, at, yeah, you know, I live in this neighborhood where the white squirrel is. So I have a little bit of influence there, but also a way to like,
0: you know, promote bands that aren't mine, um, that I believe in. And even you, in just you, a that, small that, that, way. Right there. You just hit, you hit on the crux of it for me. It's, it's not, maybe it's not all day, every day work. But if it didn't matter to you, sure. if it, if the band didn't matter to you, if the if the nature of what you're doing didn't matter to you, there's no way you're putting that kind of time into it because it's still actual work. So we're going to hear another song yeah. right now from a band called Haters Club, who include members from bands that were on your old label. Yeah. Set me up. Tell me about the band. Tell me about how they're related to your old label and then set this song up and let's give it a listen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... DJ, the songwriter from Haters Club, uh, used to have a band called Ojas Rojas that was on Eclectone. And um, he had this project uh, kind of start years ago and then it kind of went quiet for a while. He's turned it back into a, a active band with a new EP. And uh, the guitar player in Haters Club used to be in a band called Big Ditch Road, also on Eclectone. Uh, they're actually the, the first not martin devaney band on, on <laughs> and um so those guys are now doing this new project and they just put out this ep uh with some great tunes on it and uh yeah they just released it recently so the tune called
2: and i've been trying to help my friends but it ain't easy seems like everybody More than we found, and our father up above, and our mother down below gave us all this endless love. We'll be together when we go.
0: think that we all are on the same page that whether it's songs you've known your whole life or songs you've never heard before lyrics to a good song which that clearly was by haters Club they take on new poignancy with the <laughs> benefit of uh added perspective does that seem fair yeah that's, yes that's <laughs> true <laughs> I mean like there there were a couple lines in there where I'm like "Fuck off and also <laughs> and also Well put, well put. Before Uh, we continue with our guest, Martin Devaney, I do want to make sure that we address the latest addition to the Brian Oak Show family. What episode again, Sean? 295. That's too many episodes. Anyway, Moxie Wealth Management, um, they provide guidance at every step. So here's the deal. I think a lot of people, at least in my position, at least this is where I'm standing, I don't really think of what I have as wealth. But I own a home. I've got a little bit in savings. I've got insurance. You know, there, there, there's enough in the port. Again, I'm not a big like crypto guy. I don't really, I don't have a lot of Ethereum <laughs> in my current um, <laughs> profile. But I think that even when you have a modest amount, you need to start thinking about the future and not just for your own well-being. Do you have kids? Do you have family? I mean, like, are there other people you're thinking about? I feel like this is where Moxie steps in and helps you realize whether or not, you know, they'll they'll be honest with you. They'll tell you this is not our kind of thing. But if it is their kind of thing, then you found the right people because they have an entire team of incredible people. They pride themselves on deep, ongoing professional relationships with their clients, often intergenerational. They can help move on. I mean, you reach a certain age where you have to start thinking about not only your game plan your end game but also what comes next for the people that you love the most this is where moxie comes in because they've got this wide-ranging team that covers real estate insurance finances savings the whole bit and they're really they're good people man joe and his whole crew we've met them and they're great sean and i are very happy to be working with them absolutely
3: and uh for guys like us that don't pretend to be financial wizards (laughs)
0: Sorry, I don't mean to laugh out loud, but whatever the opposite of a financial is, that's kind of what I am.
3: It's good to have people, and Moxie Wealth Management has a whole team of people that can help you. First of all, just assess where you're at and where you're headed. It's just good to know. Some people might say, I just don't want to know, but it is really important to know. Go to moxiewealthmanagement.com and contact them today. At least get your financial stuff uh, in order to be able to assess everything
0: or find out where you are. Like, I mean, I don't expect to be living in a mansion in Boca Raton in Florida because fuck Florida, but I don't expect to be that guy later on. But I also don't (laughs) wanna be living under a bridge at this time of year drinking Scope. So if you'd like to thread that particular needle, (laughs) I would go ahead and give our friends at at moxiewealthmanagement.com, get in touch with them. And I hope they could appreciate the fact that I'm just having a little fun because I don't want anyone living under a bridge drinking scope. Speaking of, Martin Devaney uh, is our (laughs) (laughs) guest.
3: The worst myself, transition Martin. the worst I, transition of all time.
0: I couldn't stop myself. And I'm sorry I'm having one of those days, Martin. You know how I feel about you. You know I respect you. One of my favorite things about Martin, in addition to his obvious artistic talent and his endeavors to... Well, you don't get called the unofficial mayor of St. Paul without putting in your time, right? I mean, there's something about showing up every day. There's something about putting in the hours. But there's something about caring. And you haven't seemed to... I and I'm sure it's ebbed and flowed over the years as it has for all of us, you still care. You still give a shit. It still matters to you. Is that a good thing or is it a, a, this unbearable Sisyphusian burden? I mean, like where, where are you at right now in terms of your personal headspace uh, and philosophy? I'm not asking you to open up a whole pain. Yeah. We're not going TMZ. Right. But when it comes, it, it's not a simple path that you've chosen to trod. No,
1: I mean, it changes every day because they're, there are the curmudgeonly periods as well <laughs> uh, but it yeah at the end of the day i mean i feel like i need to you know make the most of my time and 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 i guess yeah i mean i do still carry it's it's I, i'm not sure how or why but it's
0: it's what well, here's the thing i don't <laughs> think you get a choice like my, so one no. of my default phrases that i go to that eventually sounds cliche when you say it often enough. I don't think you get to pick, and by you, I mean me, I mean Sean, I mean every single person that's alive on planet Earth. I don't think you get to pick what you love. If it happens, and if it makes a real register, if if, if it develops a home in your head and your heart, you don't get to pick anymore. And it doesn't mean you have to devote your entire life to it, but it'll never not be a part of you. And at some point, whether it's making music, supporting music, helping other people create or fostering their growth you you may have you may think you've chosen it i don't think you got to pick and what i like is that you haven't stopped yet you 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 don't get to stop and sorry bitch, that's your life it's what you get
1: (laughs) i'll be there in the corner with my yeah when i'm 60 you know it's it's yeah, that's the don't lot say sixty.
0: Life. That's not sixty isn't that far away for no, some of us, I, Martin. No. Okay. All right, let's 80. let's pick, pick hundred and forty-five, whatever the <laughs> yeah, case may sorry, be. You know? Martin, what is ground yeah. zero for the music of folios? you're I mean, I, obviously people can find Martin Devaney on all forms of social media. Yeah. But when it comes to folios, I know Bandcamp is the most financially positive, but there, there's also got to be an informative spot, right? What is ground zero right. for people keeping track of folios and related music?
1: Yep, uh, foliostheband.com, and then folios the band, you know, all one word for the social stuff. And uh, we're—I know we're a podcast, but I can show you, you know. And then it shows we have physical products.
0: Oh, cool! Still, yep. Yeah, still have a couple. Is that a sweet seven-inch seven seven right there?
1: Yeah, that's the seven-inch we did for the new EP. And uh, I just did a small run, of lathe cut, seven inches, um, so that we wow. had a physical product.
0: All right. So if, but, if people are interested, whether they want to do the downloads yeah. or get physical product, yep. foliostheband.com, would you recommend yep. that's the place to start? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I try to send everything there, you know, spend as little time on social media as possible. So
0: I love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> steering people
1: to the email list and the website. And,
0: yeah, know, yeah. But... Uh, All right, so let so me ask you this. You got this EP. What about shows? Are we going to see folios? I mean, I know you've played a few shows in the not-too-distant past here. Right. But since here we are on February 2nd, Groundhog's Day, which, by the way, that fucking whistle pig, that groundhog, <laughs> saw Brody. a shadow today. So another fucking six weeks, which, by the way, for people who are in Minnesota, like, spring's never coming early. We're no. literally mathematically less yeah. than halfway through winter. So I don't really care. By the way, is Whistle Pig the single greatest nickname of an animal of all time? I told my co-host, <laughs> <that I'm laughs> on air this morning, I'm, and she's like, the hell is that? I'm like, that's my new DJ name. If I ever go out into the clubs, DJ Whistlepig is going to go. be my nickname. That being said, winter's going to continue, but the shows must go on, right? And a ton yeah. of shows have been announced. Are Folio's doing anything in the not too distant future?
1: We, we are, um, I, I should say that we also, we all do need a theoretical DJ name. Uh, <laughs> I, I have one, you should have. What one. is it? Come on, come on, what is it? What is it? I, not to sidetrack, my my D- DJ name, Lee, region appropriate, is Frozen Tray.
0: Frozen oh, Tray. But let like me it. tell
1: you why. The Please. coffee shop we used to go to when we were in high school, it's still there, called Cahoots on Selby Avenue. And they had a little ice cream cooler that had four flavors, you know, the scoops. Okay. And it's at one time, back in the 60s, said Frozen Treats, but treats had ru- been rubbed away and worn away. So it said Frozen tray oh, And I nice. said, that's, that's my DJ name.
0: So, so every once in a while, well,
1: I... I, I DJ. So T-R-E.
0: I always,
1: yeah. Yep. I <laughs> always
0: hear people say these weird little offhand things. I'm like, that's the name of my new acoustic side project, yep. or that's the name of my new down-tempo synthesizer side project oh, yeah. but when when whistle pig came up this morning i'm like you know what it's just self-deprecating enough that i believe i could go by dj whistle pig available for weddings bar mitzvahs or whatever it is you might be interested in uh it but, is the brian oak show yeah. i want to thank one more time uh our friends at moxie i want to thank the good people at smart start mn i want to thank sean bernard sean bernard sean Bernard. Yeah, thank
3: you very much sorry a little family emergency thing. I'm we're we're with almost done. We're almost yeah. done. I just yeah. want to
0: say thank you. Also to all of our Patreon members, including our two newest, latest members, more Patreon events are in the not too distant future. Who knows? I mean, DJ, what's it called? Ice tray? Frozen tray. Frozen, frozen tray. tray. I was close. Okay. It wasn't that far off. DJ frozen tray. My, no one ever knows. That's why it's worth getting up every morning because no one knows what the new day may possibly hold we do have to wrap things up because we all have things going on um good luck with folios folios martin it's always good to share time with you man all right good to talk to you guys and before Thank we you. go you have picked the final song of the show and again you don't have to go you know tmz deep but i this is a band that took me a long time to warm up to i had a buddy who at 18 years of age is like no they might be the best band that ever existed i'm like They sound like shit. They never learned to play their instruments. And it took me a good 15 years to come around on the Velvet Underground. Once I rounded the corner and realized, oh, and then years later, my favorite of all time, David Bowie's like, I thought I understood rock and roll until I heard Lou Reed play. Uh Then I understood rock and roll. And so I've, I've had a real come to Jesus, for lack of a better term, come to Jesus moment about this band a good 20 plus years ago. Why, you said you've been going on a deep dive of The Velvet Underground lately, why?
1: Yeah, I don't think my uh, experience is too dissimilar from yours, uh, you know, though I, I I knew the records and stuff, um, but not deeply. And this winter, I've just kind of been digging in and, you know, listening to all the live stuff and bootleg stuff and, and just really uh, closer, you know, listening with that, that stuff and finding tunes I didn't know about um reading a book about it you know that kind of stuff like I, i'll do i'll cycle through artists like that and i'll go really deep and,
0: and but just always learning is, always learning is my hashtag right like yeah, so, yeah 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 that's what's great is people like oh man i feel embarrassed i didn't know about this band until 20 years yeah. later i'm like that's amazing because now you have eight brilliant records to dig through whether it's yeah. be you or whoever else so like i'm, Forever, I'm never yeah. shame anybody for being late to the party because at least you fucking showed up yep
1: absolutely so yeah i mean
0: Just kind of, yeah, going through that that deal right now. Martin, take care. Here's the Velvet Underground as we wrap up the Brian Oak Show episode 290-something. I still can't remember.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody shut the door. (laughs) I knew where temptation lies inside of your heart. You can talk during this. I know where the evil lies inside of your heart. Look at you. If you're going to try to make it right, you're surely going to end up wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Oh, well, shut the door. Ah. it's only quarter nine. Go. I know where the mirror's edge <laughs> is inside of your heart. But she didn't pay a dollar tonight. I know where the races edge is inside of your heart. It's not even five feet. Well, if you're gonna make it right, you're surely gonna end up wrong. You don't look like Marlon the Vandal. Oh, she's gonna start it all over again. Somebody get her out of here. Electricity comes from other planets. Yes, I, can. I can talk to myself as well a lot to do this time I knew temptation life Try to make it right. You're surely gonna end up wrong. All the homeless start again. Well, New York the buildings are very high. And not let all of the defensive lock the door. <laughs> going to carry on at infinite length, my dear. <laughs> the Pope in the silver castle. No, that's you fine. That's it. Boost.
0: Joe Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC North Star Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55414.